It's a beautiful summer day. You're in the kitchen washing dishes after lunch. Outside, your son plays in the driveway with his friends. Everything seems perfect. Then you hear what sounds like screams. You listen closer and realize it's your son crying out in pain. You sprint outside. Immediately, you notice that your minivan is no longer parked in the garage. Somehow, it rolled down the driveway, and your son is trapped beneath the back wheel. He begs you to help. Meanwhile, the other children panic. You tell one of them to call 911, but the entire weight of the car is pressing on your son. You need to act right away. You rush to the bumper where your child is trapped. You don't know exactly how much a minivan weighs, but it's definitely much more than you can lift, yet you have no choice. Without thinking, you grab hold of the bumper and lift with all your might. You grit your teeth and flex your muscles. Miraculously, you feel the minivan budge. And then, you realize you're actually lifting it high enough for your son to roll away. Once he's free, you drop the van. When the paramedics arrive, they can't believe your story. They say what you did was physically impossible, unless you have superhuman strength. Turns out, this scenario might be more common than we think, especially in parents. Welcome to Unexplained Mysteries, a Spotify original from ParCast. I'm your host, Molly. And I'm your host, Richard. In life, there's so much we don't know, but in this show, we don't take we don't know for an answer. Every Tuesday, we investigate the greatest mysteries of history and life on Earth. You can find episodes of Unexplained Mysteries and all other Spotify originals from ParCast for free on Spotify. This is our first and only episode on Super Parents. You may have heard tales of mothers performing feats of extraordinary strength when their children are in danger. Today, we'll examine a few different accounts of people who've unlocked some incredible, even superhuman, abilities. Then, we'll discuss what science has to say about it all. Do we all have more potential than we realize? Is it really just a matter of setting it free? We have all that and more coming up. Stay with us. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with a personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Hear that? It's the sound of someone whacking the ground with a rake. Specifically, they're beating around the bush, which we've done enough of in this ad too, so let's get right to it. The new moneymaker scratch-off from the Ohio Lottery doesn't beat around the bush. Moneymaker. Play the game and you could win money, up to $2 million. 
With more than 88 million in prizes, ranging from $50 to $500, Moneymaker cuts right to the cash. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Play responsibly. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. Search To Die For in your podcast app to follow the show. When somebody says the word superpower, we tend to think of fictional characters with super speed, invisibility, or the ability to shoot lasers from their eyes. But not all superheroes are confined to comic books or Marvel movies. We're not saying your next-door neighbor is the Black Widow or the Hulk, but the human body may be capable of more than we realize. Some individuals may be redefining what the human body is capable of. Around 2013, a Scottish woman named Jo Cameron had to undergo surgery on an arthritic hand. The hospital staff tried to prepare her for the excruciating post-operative pain. They told her she'd need extra medical relief after the surgery just to get through the day. Cameron nodded and smiled, but she knew a secret. The 65-year-old didn't need painkillers because she couldn't feel pain. The doctors were astounded when they found out. It seemed impossible. All human beings experience pain. It's how the nervous system alerts the brain that the body is in danger. The physicians sent Cameron to the University College Hospital for further tests. They analyzed the chemicals in her body and found everything to be perfectly normal, except for one thing. Cameron had a surplus of a substance called anandamide. The word derives from the Sanskrit ananda, which literally means joy or bliss. In short, anandamide is a mood enhancer. It interacts with the body in the same way that some compounds found in cannabis do, such as THC. An overabundance of the chemical might directly increase one's happiness. As far as Cameron was concerned, it not only meant that she was happy most of the time, it also meant she rarely ever felt serious pain. For Cameron, this diagnosis explained a lot. She thought back to moments in her life that should have caused her agony. Once she fell and slammed her head into a concrete slab, knocking out her front teeth and giving her a black eye. While someone else might have cried out in anguish, Cameron barely felt a thing. Ask anyone who's given birth, like me, and they can tell you about the pain associated with it. It's very painful. But according to Cameron, she barely felt anything during her own labor. Throughout her life, Cameron's condition stopped her from feeling physical and emotional pain. Even when she did feel sad or down, she'd be back to her usual happy self in no time. Her chemical imbalance made her a uniquely positive person. According to Cameron, her father might have been the same way. He was a war veteran, wounded in battle, but he never complained about his injuries and he didn't treat his children with the intensity and strictness you'd expect from a retired British Army major. 
He gave his kids free reign to stay out late and go on dates. If he had the same condition, maybe it made him feel more relaxed. Cameron's father had already passed away, so researchers couldn't confirm whether he shared his daughter's condition. But ever since journalists reported her story, at least 80 other people have come forward saying they share Cameron's symptoms. And then there are individuals like Derek Paravicini, who appear to have other extraordinary powers. Paravicini was born blind. From infancy, he engaged with the world through his other senses, especially sound. When he was 18 months old, Paravicini's nanny gave him a small toy organ. She ran his fingers along the keys to help him gain familiarity with the small instrument. In time, something clicked. Like magic, the small boy was able to reproduce songs without assistance. And eventually, he could play back any music he heard, note for note. Soon, Paravicini's parents bought a piano for their son and sent him to a special school for the blind. By age eight, his talent caught the attention of television producers. He went live in front of millions to display his superhuman ability. And his talent continued to baffle crowds as an adult. Audiences could shout out song requests, and he'd play them on the spot. If he'd never heard something before, he'd ask someone to play it on their phone. After one listen, he'd have it committed to memory forever. Paravicini couldn't explain his gift. When asked by the Guardian to describe his talent, he said it was a matter of brain power. He didn't know why, but his brain seemed to have endless space for music. He claimed to have memorized an entire concerto with 11,000 notes just by listening. Paravicini isn't the only one with a superhuman memory. An Australian woman named Rebecca Sherrock can remember everything that has ever happened to her. No matter how small or how long ago it occurred, her mind can replay memories in vivid detail. Like her brain stores them as a film and she can hit rewind whenever she wants. Studies have suggested that humans forget about half of what we learn each day. Scientists aren't sure why. In the past, some have theorized that it's a malfunction of the brain. More recent research suggests that maybe forgetting allows our minds to take in new information and respond to our present environment. But for whatever reason, Sherrock's brain has never worked that way. The condition is called Highly Superior Autobiographical Memory, or HSAM. It means that she remembers everything, and it's impossible for her to forget. Sherrock remembers being just 12 days old, how her parents carried her from the hospital as a newborn and placed her in her car seat. She recalls being curious about the steering wheel. From that point on, Sherrock never forgot another moment, no matter how insignificant. She claims she's even able to recite all of the Harry Potter books word for word. And her incredible memory affects more than just her waking life. Sherrock can recall many of her dreams in perfect detail. While most people forget their dreams shortly after waking up, she's able to recount them as if they actually happened to her. 
Though Sherrock's abilities sound like a superpower, she actually considers them more of a curse. When interviewed by The Guardian, she spoke about how she suffers from headaches, severe anxiety, and has trouble sleeping. Her mind often becomes preoccupied with a mistake she made or something silly she said weeks, months, or even years ago. Scientists don't fully understand how HSAM works. They conducted scans and MRIs on Sherrock, hoping to learn more about the makeup of her mind, and found the sections of her brain responsible for her conscious and subconscious thoughts were more strongly connected than others. Still, they can't explain why Sherrock's brain developed this way or if there's a way to replicate the condition in others. Scientists hope they could use their research to help those suffering from mental impairments like Alzheimer's or strokes. But as of yet, there have been no major breakthroughs. Perhaps Cameron, Paravicini, and Sherrock are all unique cases. They seem to be born with special abilities that they can't explain whether it be lack of pain, music memorization, or instant recollection. It's easy to write them off as outliers. After all, most people don't have talents that verge on superpowers. Even top athletes hone their strength, flexibility, and athleticism over years of intense practice. As for the rest of us, we mostly just make do with what we've been given. But maybe there's more to ordinary people than meets the eye. We may not be able to tap into fantastic abilities whenever we want, but it's possible that we all have superpowers locked up inside of us that emerge when our backs are up against the wall. All it takes is a life-threatening situation, like a child trapped under a car. Coming up, Ordinary People Who Saved the Day. Listeners, in honor of May being Missing and Unidentified Persons Awareness Month, Parcast is presenting a new collection of captivating stories you do not want to miss. On Disappearances, Sarah Turney examines the disturbing crimes linked to the Highway of Tears and the Bethesda Home for Girls. Plus, she welcomes the founders of the Black and Missing Foundation for a special discussion. Catch these episodes starting May 4th. Then, on Solved Murders, discover three no-body homicide cases rife with cons, conspiracies, and conflicting statements. The Solved Murders special, The Missing Dead, starts May 17th. Follow Disappearances and Solved Murders to hear all of these episodes all month long. Listen free, only on Spotify. Now, back to the story. Most people don't have physical or mental abilities that you might find in a comic book. They can't play any song after only one listen or remember everything that's ever happened to them. But evidence suggests that under dire enough circumstances, we may be capable of more than we've ever imagined. Beginning in the 1940s and onward, Jack Kirby created and co-created some of the most well-known superhero characters in our culture like Captain America, the Fantastic Four, and many more. But you may not know that one of his most famous fictional characters was inspired by a real-life event. One day, Kirby was walking outside when he heard a loud commotion nearby. 
he saw a panicked woman bent down and peering under the running board of a car. Her baby was trapped underneath. The young child had crawled under the cars to play by the gutter. Now she had no way to get to him. She was terrified something horrible would happen to her baby. And before Kirby could act, the desperate mother took matters into her own hands, literally. She reached under the rear of the car and lifted with all her might. The automobile, which weighed over a ton, rose off the concrete. Kirby's jaw dropped as the woman hoisted the massive machine. Seconds later, the mother set the car down and was reunited with her child. Kirby couldn't believe what he'd witnessed. It didn't seem humanly possible for one person to lift something so heavy. The mother's strength was so incredible, it gave Kirby an idea for a superhero whose powers were directly connected to their emotions. And so he created a character named Bruce Banner. Better known as the Hulk, a man whose anger transformed him into an enormous muscular green man with super strength. The motherly strength that Jack Kirby witnessed that day probably seemed like a once in a lifetime miracle to him, but it may be more common than anyone realized at the time. There have been other similar accounts since. For example, in the summer of 2009, two neighbors, Donna McNamee and Abigail Socolo, were inside their homes when they heard screams coming from the street. They sprinted outside and saw two small legs sticking out from under a car. One of the neighborhood boys was trapped. There was no time to think. Both women grabbed the bumper and lifted with all their might, but the heavy car wouldn't budge. The boy continued to scream. Donna's father sprinted to help as well. Together, the three of them somehow managed to lift the 1.1-ton car a few inches off the ground. But they needed to lift it higher to free the child. They tensed their muscles and pushed up with every ounce of strength in their bodies. They felt like they were pulling from a secret canister of strength they'd never tapped into before. The three of them managed to hoist the car even higher. The boy escaped with only a few non-life-threatening injuries. Afterwards, the two women must have marveled at what they'd done. I have to imagine they were each picturing their own children trapped under that car. And the surge of motherly love and protection must have helped power their strength. For a fleeting moment in time, they felt like superheroes. But it's not just parents who've experienced this phenomenon. In the spring of 2013, a teenage girl named Hannah Smith was out walking her dogs with her younger sister. Out of nowhere, she heard blood-curdling screams coming from the direction of her farm. It was April Fool's Day, so Hannah assumed her dad was playing a trick on them. She and her sister ignored the cries at first. But a few seconds later, they heard another scream. And this time, there was no mistaking it. Their father was in trouble. The girls sprinted toward a utility shed and discovered their dad in the vegetable garden trapped underneath a tractor. Its engine lay on top of his midsection. The machine weighed about 2,800 pounds. Hannah called 911. 
but they lived far from town. It would take at least a half hour for paramedics to arrive. The girls had to act fast. Hannah looked at the tractor. The 16-year-old was five feet, three inches tall and weighed just 125 pounds. She didn't have a prayer of lifting the machine, so she decided to try and dig her dad out. She and her sister clawed at the dirt, scooping away rocks and rubble so hard, some of their fingernails snapped off. But Hannah said that her body didn't register the pain. The digging wasn't working. Hannah tried to use wood as a lever and pry the tractor off their father, and still it wouldn't budge. Their father's breath caught and his eyes started to shut. She yelled at him to wake up. Running out of time, the girls tried the only thing left they could think of, lifting the tractor. Hannah stuck her hands under one of the front tires. Her sister did the same. On the count of three, the pair lifted. Their muscles strained, their eyes bulged, but the tractor wouldn't move. With their dad gasping for air and on the cusp of death, they tried again. On the next count of three, the girls poured every ounce of strength they had into the task at hand. Then it happened. The tractor lifted one inch into the air. Hannah didn't waste time. One, two, three, and they hoisted it again, and again, and again. Each time they budged it another few inches over, pushing as hard as they could to topple it off their father. When the tractor came back down, though, it squeezed the air out of his stomach and made him wheeze. Hannah's emotions turned from desperation to frustration and anger. She wanted to throw the tractor as far as she could to relieve her dad from his pain. She lifted again. This time, her muscles felt strong and sure. She and her sister pushed and pulled, and soon enough, the tractor tumbled off their dad. He was free. So, it would seem, it's not just parents that can tap into this kind of superhuman strength. The common denominator seems to be, well, love. But that begs the question, does it work when we're alone and endanger ourselves? After all, I love myself. Well, in February 2019, a man named Travis Kaufman was out on a run in the woods near his home in Fort Collins, Colorado. Along the way, he heard pine needles rustling near him. Kaufman slowed his stride and turned to look. He expected to see a small woodland creature, like a squirrel or a chipmunk. But he was face to face with a mountain lion, ready to pounce. The runner's stomach sank, his pulse quickened. Thinking quickly, he threw up his arms and screamed at the mountain lion, hoping it would frighten the beast off. But it didn't work. The animal bolted towards Kaufman, leapt through the air, and knocked him to the ground. The mountain lion latched its jaws around his wrist. Kaufman tried to wriggle free, but the cat's claws burrowed into his face, cutting deep into his cheek. Kaufman rolled to the side, tumbling down a hill with the mountain lion. When they finally stopped, he pinned the beast's legs down and reached for anything he could use as a weapon. He found a few sticks, but those didn't do any good. 
Then, finally, his fingers found a large rock. He picked it up and swung it with all his might. The rock connected with the beast's head, but it didn't flinch. The mountain lion still had his arm in its jaws. In a last-ditch effort, Kaufman managed to pin the beast underneath him. He pressed his foot on its neck. After what felt like an eternity, the animal finally released his arm and went limp. It was dead. But the runner wasn't out of the woods yet, literally. He had to travel three miles back to his car, injured, terrified, and covered in his blood. Luckily, someone offered him a ride to a hospital where he received medical support. Kaufman later told reporters about the adrenaline cursing through his body during the encounter. How the life-or-death nature of the situation triggered something in him that he'd never quite experienced before. So, what's the key to unlocking superhuman strength? Turns out, you don't have to fall into a vat of radioactive material or put on a spandex suit and cape. Some scientists believe the answer comes down to simple human chemistry. Coming up, how to unlock your own hidden powers. Now back to the story. We've seen how people are capable of phenomenal feats when they or their loved ones are in danger. But as incredible as these abilities are, they may have a pretty simple scientific explanation. Researchers call this phenomenon hysterical strength. The term refers to the display of superhuman ability usually caused by a life-threatening encounter. Now, the term hysterical has some pretty sexist origins. Throughout history, hysteria has basically been used as a catch-all for psychological disorders that involve paralysis, erratic behavior, and hallucinations. And it's been almost exclusively applied to and weaponized against women. These days, hysterical strength is often associated with mothers. But broadly speaking, when experts refer to hysterical strength, they're talking about a person's reaction to a high-stress situation. And not just any situation. After all, incredible feats of strength don't happen every time you're overwhelmed with work or going through a bad breakup. You're probably familiar with the phrase fight or flight. It describes how you react when you're confronted with a threat. Instinctively, you either engage with the danger or run from it. This reflex has an evolutionary foundation. It's a survival mechanism. Thanks to our ancestors, we're programmed to fear dangerous situations. And that fear results in a chemical burst that triggers a response in our bodies. The fight or flight reaction is a complicated process, but here's the one minute breakdown. First, the part of the brain that houses fear, which is known as the amygdala, is activated. That fear then sends a signal to the brain's hypothalamus. The hypothalamus controls a lot of our behavior and emotional responses through the release of hormones. When we're under immense stress, it releases chemicals including cortisol and adrenaline. Adrenaline tells your lungs and heart to work harder and faster, sending more oxygen throughout your body, including to the muscles. The added oxygen allows the muscles to work harder. 
And cortisol gives your body a shot of extra glucose, giving you an instant sugar rush. Typically, our bodies only use about 60% of our muscles' capabilities. But in fight or flight mode, that number shoots up higher. Many experts believe that this is the body's way of protecting itself. After all, anyone who's worked out knows that exercise can hurt. Athletes who have trained their bodies can push their muscles to as high as an approximately 80% output. And top professional weightlifters can supposedly get as high as about 95% when called upon. According to some of these lifters, they actually nearly black out when their body's at peak adrenaline. They stop thinking and act on instinct alone. That sounds a lot like the experience of the people we met earlier in the middle of life-threatening situations. They don't know what came over them. Experts believe that hysterical strength mimics the feeling of being a professional weightlifter. But when we transition out of fight or flight to our normal state, the nervous system triggers what's known as a rest and digest response, which is the period when scientists can see the impact hysterical strength has on a person. Tom Boyle felt just how intense the transition from fight or flight to rest and digest can be. In July 2006, Boyle walked out of a mall in Arizona with his wife when she spotted something that made her gasp. A Camaro drove in front of them, and underneath, it dragged a bike and a teenage boy. He'd been run over and trapped. The driver dragged him for about 20 or 30 feet, and when he finally came to a stop, the boy was still pinned under the car's front tires. Acting on instinct, Boyle ran over, reached under the car, and lifted. As the car inched off the ground, the teenager begged him to lift higher, so Boyle did. Straining to keep the car up, Boyle yelled to the driver to pull the young man to safety, but the driver was frozen in his tracks. Boyle couldn't keep the Camaro in the air much longer. His muscles started to ache. He yelled again and again for the driver to help. Finally, the other man snapped to attention and grabbed the teenager. Boyle lowered the car to the ground and exhaled. As they waited for the ambulance to arrive, he held the cyclist and comforted him. Boyle imagined the boy was his own son, even after the incident was over. Later that night, Boyle went home for a much-needed rest. Suddenly, he felt incredible pain coming from inside his mouth. He looked in the mirror and saw that he'd cracked eight of his teeth. While lifting the car, it seemed that Boyle had clenched his teeth so hard he'd shattered them. But thanks to all the adrenaline, he didn't feel the pain until his body entered rest and digest mode. Something similar happened to Hannah Smith after she pushed the tractor off her dad. Afterwards, she collapsed from exhaustion. For two weeks, she couldn't get out of bed. Now, there's still a lot we don't know about hysterical strength because, simply put, it's difficult for researchers to test their theories. It's hard to justify putting someone in mortal danger just for the sake of science. But some scientists have still managed to find creative ways to test our fight-or-flight response. 
1961, a Japanese professor of physiology named Michio Ikai visited the University of Chicago to run a series of experiments. He and his team told 25 volunteers to yank as hard as they could on the cord connected to a machine. The device measured how hard they'd pulled it. But there was something Ikai didn't tell them. As they jumped on the cable, he fired a starter gun right next to their ears. The subjects jumped back, terrified. Ikai told them to yank on the cord again. This time, they were 7.4% stronger. It seemed like the people were more powerful when they were scared. The researchers also put the subjects under hypnosis. The subjects were hypnotized to believe they were extremely strong. This resulted in the volunteers pulling 26.5% harder than their baseline. Next, they gave them the drug amphetamine sulfate, known as SPEED, which resulted in a 13.5% increase from the baseline. Next, Ikai moved onto the portion of the test that he believed would produce high results. He injected the subjects with half a milliliter of adrenaline. But for some reason, the volunteer's strength didn't really change, which led Ikai and his team to believe that psychological changes impacted the results more than any physiologic change. Simply put, emotions fueled strength more than chemicals, though neither Ikai nor his team could say why. All we know is that dangerous situations seem to trigger people's nervous systems, enabling them to perform spectacular physical feats. But clearly, hormones are only part of the story. There's still more to be learned about our own superhuman potential. Thanks again for tuning in to Unexplained Mysteries. We'll be back next Tuesday with another episode. You can find all episodes of Unexplained Mysteries and all other Spotify originals from Parcast for free on Spotify. See you next time. And remember, never take we don't know for an answer. Unexplained Mysteries is a Spotify original from Parcast. Our head of programming is Julian Boireau. Our supervising sound designer is Russell Nash, with Nick Johnson as our head of production and quality control by Lisa Marie Gallegos. Allie Wicker is our supervising editor, and Derek Jennings is our writing lead. This episode of Unexplained Mysteries was written by Alex Bernard, edited by Ben Hanani and Connor Sampson, fact-checked by Katherine Barner, researched by Bradley Klein, recorded by Juan Borda, produced by Bruce Katovich, and sound designed by Michael Motion. Our hosts are Richard Rosner and me, Molly Brandenburg. 